Uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Love Sport Podcast. I'm Paul, your host, joined by my co-host John and Pete. We'll be talking a bit of, you know, Jersey kind of talk tonight. We'll be talking a bit of football, uh, a few things from the world of sport. This is, was, and always will be the Love Sport Podcast. Love Sport Podcast. It's Paul and John at the moment. Pete is in a mysterious void. I think he's hanging out with Doctor Strange at the moment, so we're hoping he drops into the podcast at some at some stage. But uh, mate, the NRL Grand Finals one and done. What did you take from it? Did you enjoy it being in Queensland? And how did you feel about the result? Well, I didn't really. Was Queensland? I was neither here nor there about that. But I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Um, I thought that you know Penrith were a deserving premier. Uh, they've yep. they've done really well this year throughout, um, you know, providing a lot of exciting young players to Origin formats, and you know they've been up the top of the ladder for most of the year, and they did get beaten last year. I, I thought it was a great a great game, a great result. I felt a bit for Adam Reynolds at the end. Um, I'm sure he'll bounce back. I think the um, obviously the um, you know the suspension on Latrell Mitchell made a huge difference to the game. Yeah. No doubt in the world. Uh, massive difference. Yeah, I've got to think if he played, they win. But that's Latrell Mitchell, isn't it? He plays on the edge and, and he does stupid stuff. And, you know, I think he can legitimately say he's cost his club a premiership. I, I I think that's probably – no, I shouldn't say that. But he's cost them a pretty good shot at winning one. Yeah, look, I, I think Penrith were definitely the better team throughout most of the match. I think the scoreline in the end for me – did flatter the Rabbitohs. I, I think the Panthers didn't take their chances early on. And um, you say you feel sorry for Reynolds, but oh, when you're going to have a stinker of mistakes, he, he, you don't want to do it in a grand final. But there was what? Not just a missed kick. That was just one, but a couple knock-ons and just mm. a couple silly things. He's such a great player. And, and to see him make those mistakes in a grand final, you don't really want that for anyone. He's probably carrying that injury along the ways that oh, made a big difference. No doubt in the world. Um, and that probably did affect the kick in the end. Um, but that just goes to show they don't really have any other kickers in the team. And, and Melbourne Storm struggled with that throughout the season, even though they put on big scores. If they had had a lot of close games, I, they would have lost some close games this year because we, we didn't have a goal kicker. So I have to say, it was, had... a nice di- it was a nice dynamic to not have Melbourne or the Chooks in the GF. I mean, it was something different. And with it being Queensland, I will say this, that I, I didn't watch a lot of the pre-game entertainment because I was out no. for my anniversary dinner with my wife. And, and I never really do because I just don't care about that stuff. But what I do know is that if, whenever you log into your phone to check out the news to see what's going on, if you go to news.com, they're taking a very negative angle on everything. And, and you know, oh, yeah, same with the ABC. And, and it was just like, you know, shambles of uh, performance here, there, and then they go and pick five dudes off Twitter say that who didn't like. It's like, why is that even a story? I don't care. Nah, and look, the entertainment, un- unlike the Super Bowl, which everyone's aiming to have that kind of, um, and have a look at that line up in, in in a few minutes. Everyone's aiming for that, but we don't have the country to be able to pull that off. I think I think the AFL did it really well, um, having a lot of the Western Australian bands that are sensational. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did that really, really well. But the music I like isn't what anyone else likes. It's like, it's so far in the who cares bracket for me. 
Yeah, as long as the person doing the national anthem gets it right. And initially I read that that had gone terribly and then I saw it myself and it was amazing. I'm like, wow, oh, Kate Miller-Hike is a great yeah, I talent. I didn't get that either. I didn't get that either. I, um, I, unless I'm at a game, I don't really like – I walk away when it's half time. Like if it's mm. a Super Bowl, I'll, I'll go and have a beer and have a chat to people. Uh, AFL Grand Final, you'll put a bit more food out. I, I don't really watch the halftime and pre-game stuff. But in saying that, um, having been to a couple of the recent AFL Grand Finals, the entertainment when you're there has been – I loved it. Um, the entertainment in Brisbane copped grief in the AFL last year, John. And, and it was good. My, my, dad and had, my dad and I had a ball because it was a really good mix of old and new. So, yeah. I like Wolf Mother and I'm happy to hear them. You know – if you don't like Wolf Mother, then you're not going to like it. It's, it really is. It's irrelevant. But they had a good mix. You know, they had some, uh, you know, folk stuff. You there? Uh, right. So here we go. Pete has advised us Daylight Savings has hit us hard because he got the timing mucked up or we got the timing mucked up. And uh, Pete's not going to be able to make it. He's on another radio station in a few minutes. So we might, oh, have to, no. we, might, we might have to hold on to a special event we were going to do tonight, mate. Oh, maybe. Maybe we'll just go ahead and allocate it anyway. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm happy. We'll come to that in a moment. So NRL season, probably the best team of the year won it, uh, deservedly so. I think Queensland did a good job of hosting the grand final. Um, they host I, – I don't think it's a big reach for Queensland to host – an NRL grand final considering they host, um, you know, state of origin every year. So it wasn't a big stretch to me. So anyway, it's probably a bit negative, but um, anyway, well done. Well, well done, honestly, Pat. how could anybody think that they can't host an NRL grand final when they've had the Commonwealth Games, they host origin, they're going to have the Olympics? I know. It's, it's because we are looked down upon um, by parts of New South Wales and parts of Victoria. We are looked down upon as a backward state. But a lot of those people who come up here for sport and everything, they know how good it is up here. Um, mm. Mate, we might get, get into a bit of NFL because it's already, we're four weeks down and it's already starting to shape up a little bit, don't you think? Oh, the NFL's been just fantastic this year. I've, I think we said already, I've, I've really enjoyed the early parts of the season. Now we're at four games in and, you know, it's starting to, some things are starting to come the way that uh, we predicted they might. I know some things that I thought was going to happen are certainly happening. And, um, yeah, so, like, where do you want to start, mate? I, do we start oh, with you? No, we might start. We might go through the games kind of as they happen, mate. And I thought um, a surprising game last Friday, a game that a lot of people um, going into the season wouldn't have paid much um Noticed too was actually a really great game. The Jags and the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals continuing their good run, 24-21, uh, winning on a field goal. Um, and I, I think the Jags, as bad as we all think they are, they, they've put up some good performances. And if they can just protect their quarterback, they've, they've got they've got something there for sure. I read today they've lost 20 games in a row, which is like going on to the, one of the longest stretches in NFL history. Remember they went? Uh, they won their first game last year. Yep. And they've lost every game since. Um, something severely dysfunctional at that football club. And I don't know what it is, but you know, even they've had issues this week with Urban Meyer saying he was going to not catch the plane home with the team, and then 
getting caught with a lap dance with a little lady oh, and stuff like that, God. like and yeah. having to apologise and and all that kind of stuff. And it's like you know, look out, it's not going to get any better. I, I mean, feel for Jags fans. There's a few of them around. There's actually a bunch of them in England. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few here as well, and I think it might be their colours or something, mate. So, mm. but um, <laughs> look, pretty embarrassing for a coach who's talked a big game. Um, we know his squad's not good enough, but to go and do something like that—that's pretty. That's just embarrassing. I mean, everyone's got a camera. You, you know, you're going to be caught doing that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it's madness, especially he's, he's in a town where everyone knows him. Um, that's you it's know, just... he coached Florida Gators there and all the rest of it. Um, I just, I just think it's really embarrassing and pretty immature, to be honest, mate. I mean, it's yeah, not it's a capital crime, but uh, Jets get their first win of the season um, over a pretty disappointing Titans, but the Jets haven't been that awful. Um, I don't think they've been that awful this year. They've shown some good signs, but uh, the Titans, that's a really bad loss for them. That was an game. I, I watched most of that. Not, no stage that I think the Titans were actually, actually going to lose it. Nothing. I kept thinking that the way everything kept happening and, you know, with goal line stands and going to overtime and moving above the field and making third and fourth down players, I thought they were going to just squeak it, hang in there and do what good. Now, if they'd won that game, all right, which when they had the kick to – was the kick to win or tie? I can't remember. But say if they squeaked the result out in that game, right? Yep. Yep. Then everyone's going to say, well, you know, that's what good teams do, isn't it? They had a terrible day. And they all but did – in the end, win it because they hit the post with the kick. Um, I actually thought it was funny watching – it was not just Derek Henry. It was watching, um, you know, the quarterback, your old quarterback there. Tannehill, um, yeah. Tannehill find ways of making plays on third and fourth. And I thought some of his quarterbacking was amazing. Some of it was not amazing. But on the whole, that, that guy's a hell of a player. I actually like watching him play a lot. Um, there's a lot of Finns fans who always had a soft spot for him. He just either had little niggle niggles where he couldn't just quite get it right at the Dolphins, and then we couldn't protect him. So he's a man of steel there, though. Now with um with oh, the, with Tennessee, absolutely. I mean, it just goes to show, you know, you get some a couple of years of preseason and prep into you, and he's he looks strong. Um, he's not the greatest quarterback ever, but he's a good quarterback, and I'm glad he's getting a, a decent run at the Titans. I think the Titans are in such a flaky division that I don't think it matters. I, I Honestly, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which they don't go to the playoffs. Well, you can. You can imagine, unfortunately, that Derrick Henry gets injured. That's where they don't make it. That That's the scenario I see. Mm, it's got that vibe where someone will go through 7 and 10. Yep, yep. Ugh, and that's God, happened before in this division. Yeah, Look, well, Jacksonville I, I, aren't going to go through, are they? The, the Colts, the Colts know what they like were. The system. That's why I don't always like the divisional system. When teams are going through, you know, almost six and nine, seven and ten, it just stinks. And they Keeps never you interested on. every year. Keeps you interested yeah, true, every true. year. Uh, Chiefs did just enough, 42-30 over the Eagles. And the Eagles, once again, they're not, you know, they're under a lot of pressure, but they're not absolutely stinking up the joint. Mm, but they are getting close to getting out the back door there, right? Yep. I sent you a text, I think, when I was starting my little holiday period. Which yep. I said, if of the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL who I draft to take my club forward into the next 10 years, and at 32 I got Jalen Hurts. Yeah, looks looks the good. The guy can't he can't throw, <laughs> but he can do everything else. So you know, I don't know how you can be a quarterback and not be able to throw the ball. 
Like, isn't that a prerequisite? He's like the Tuke Miller of the NFL. <laughs> like, Tuke Miller's amazing, does everything right, but he never learned to kick. That's pretty much, that was pretty much my AFL career, mate. I could get the ball, <laughs> I could do everything, I could not kick. Um, well, Tuke Miller's pretty hard. Oh, look, I, I know that, I know your AFL career was awesome. Tuke Miller's pretty good, but he can't keep, his disposal's awful. And, um, and, and I like Tuke a lot. And I, but, I, you know, Jalen Hurts, I, I feel sorry for him. In that I actually think I shouldn't feel sorry for him because he make a lot of money, but I, was about to I just think he's so overmatched in this league. Yep, 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 yep. Reminds me of someone at the Dolphins. Um, Chiefs, <laughs> there, Mahomes, fourth quarter uh, quarterback in the Super Bowl era with three passing touchdowns in his first four games. Um, look, we all know how good he is, but they are their defense. Their defense stinks up the world. Um, you, you know, if they do make a Super Bowl run, they're gonna, they're probably not going to win it. Not with that. I don't see them being close. If you go back and listen to our predictions for the start of the year, I think that mm. um, I was tossing up between the Raiders and and um, the Chargers winning this division. Yeah, you were, and, and pretty solidly. Might, yeah, and you might not be wrong. That is a tough division this year, isn't it? That is a fantastic yeah. division. Um, Panthers went close, but the Cowboys. Look, they just looked, I don't know, they looked poised. Um, and the Panthers are having a great start in the season. So the Panthers and their Cowboys are 3-1. and one. Um, Cowboys are the best position. You alluded to it um, every week. But they're in their business, uh, best kind of, I don't know. Uh, it's not just this season. You could see the Cowboys going well for the next three, four, five years. With recruitment and with the team they're putting together and with, you know, coaching who... Everyone wanted to tear Mike McCarthy apart last year at Dallas. Yep. yep. And, okay, things didn't go great. He was in his first year there at a club that hasn't even been to the playoffs for 25 years. With all – well, it's better the play, hasn't been to the Super Bowl. But hasn't – you know, it's underperformed year after year with all the resource, all the backroom resources. And, and I think you can see that McCarthy's actually organised a little bit of a changes there with his, with his staff, with his roster – um, he's allowing guys to really come to the fore. And, you know, the American media, I've said it over and over again, I just – some guys have got a big target on their back or on their gut, depending on how fat you are. And Mike McCarthy's definitely got one on him, no matter what happens. Yep. Everyone deciding that, oh, Kellen Moore, he's just holding the clipboard for Kellen Moore to become the head coach. It, there's no way that Jerry's going to do that. He's going to see nah. that McCarthy's got the place humming. And he's going to say, you stay right there. And, you know, Kellen, you stay right there. It's not even the offense. It's the defense that's changed. Last year, they couldn't stop anyone. And this year, they're looking really good. So I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a much better league. You think about it. You've got um, in, the, in the NFC, you've got the Cowboys are up and about. And in the AFC, you've got the Raiders, two of the great franchises in the NFL. It's good to have them playing well. Yeah, I always like when it's the 49ers, the Cowboys and stuff like that. It's what I grew up with and I'm comfortable with that. Giants yeah. who haven't had a bad season, I guess they're one and three, but they haven't. Um, they've been really close in their games. They beat the Saints um, 27-21. Game-winning touchdown by Barkley. Needed to do something. And uh, Giants fans finally get a win. Danny Dimes and Saquon and uh, Dave Gillen, they would have been actually sitting back having a cigar after that game. Saquon Barkley is, he's been often injured, but he shows how dangerous it is to take a 
running back as your number one pick. Uh, there's don't a you much have, better, don't, better running backs than him around. Don't you love seeing a uh, game in overtime actually one with a touchdown, though? Absolutely. So Absolutely. Look, you know what? I, the Giants, for me, are one of the great um, franchises in the NFL and have been amongst the most boring watch in the NFL for 25 yeah. years of my existence. So I don't care. Uh, mate, as a Dolphins fan, I've loved seeing the Giants uh, knock off uh, the Pats in, in a couple of Super Bowls, so I won't complain too much. The Fair Browns enough. the Browns did it a different, um, a different way. Um, they got a pretty potent offense, but this was a defensive game and they got over the Vikings 14-7. And they're the kind of games, you lose that game and uh, you're 2-2 two and two and you're right in the pack, um, but they're 3-1. And, and they were 3-1 and one last year as well. So the Browns are really building on something. It's good to see. And I think Mike Zimmer at 1-3 and three is being lauded as one of the great coaches in the NFL still. I mean, he's a classic example of, He's the opposite of Mike McCarthy. It doesn't matter what Mike <laughs> McCarthy does, he gets they take a dump on him. And it doesn't matter what Zimmer does, it's like he's got golden balls and no one talks about him. I mean, but I will say this, he's been under a lot more pressure this year in the media to deliver. Um, but they find a lot of excuses for him. Um, they're putting up seven points, the Vikings at home. Yep. You know, with that- a with a quarterback who's one of the high is amongst he was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, Zimmer couldn't run Case Keenum out of town quick enough after they, you know, fell over the uh, NFC Championship game against New Orleans. Remember that? Oh, yeah. When Case Keenum took them all the way um, and they got to the NFC Championship after that crazy play when Diggs took the ball and and ran it in and overtime. Case Keenum was a quarterback. Yep, exactly. And they couldn't run him out of town quick enough and pay Kirk Cousins all this money. You know... Mike Zimmer is the head coach. That's his decision, along with obviously you the like owner. You like that? You like that? Yeah. Oh, Cousins, Cousins is cookie cutter to me. He literally is a cardboard cutout of a human being. Um, probably a nice guy. Everyone says he's nice, but he's the kind of quarterback um, that just tricks you into thinking you're going to be okay because you'll have a really good game, then a couple of subpar games, another really good game. And there's so many quarterbacks like that over the years. You think, oh, you look at their stats and you go, oh, it must have been a good quarterback. But, you know, we know they're probably pretty average. Um, Bears get their win over the Lions. Their season's still live. Lions, zero and four. Bears, two and two. As bad as people are saying the Bears are, they're in the hunt. Yeah, Everybody's even long. after a few games, they're in the hunt. They won't be there for long. I mean, look at the difference in the schedule what the Packers are playing compared to what the Bears are playing. Yeah, true. And, you know, um, the Packers have got to always... You know, we've got to be on point every week in our schedule. Um, the Bears, oh, they're a tough side, but, you know, they've, they've got issues at quarterback. And they're 2-2. Two and two. That's great. This time last year, um, I think they got to 7-0 and o before they lost the game. Remember that? And then they hung on. Actually, they got one win to make it in. So they're capable of going on long runs, but, um, you know, that sort of lightning doesn't strike every year. That doesn't come right. in a bottle every year. I can see them falling by the way. So I think... I actually think that this year, the NFC North is incredibly weak apart from us. Yeah, it's pretty pretty ordinary. And you said that at the start. Bills, just in an absolute romp. Uh, 40-0 shutout of the Texans. Um, I don't think we need to speak about that much other than no. the Bills are doing, you know, what's expected of them. And they are definitely going to be there at the pointy end. I've got very little doubt about that. Uh, it's actually really good to see. Colts 
get their first win of the season over a very disappointing Dolphins. And that was Carson Wentz's first win as a starter for well over a year or almost a year. I didn't see it. Did he play the whole game? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. And how uh, was he we, moving? Was he like moving like no, a slow it was, as? No, it, it was the battle of two teams who um, just don't look like they even want to be there. It really was awful, awful football. And for anyone who's a long-time Finns fan, and I know a lot of them, oh, Jesus, when when is this going, this crap going to end? You know. But wasn't that the thing with this coach? Was it, the thing was he was making you play some outstanding ball with not much at quarterback. I, I like I like Flores. I think he's a good coach. He's not the problem. It's just a really really crap. Um, we just got one of the weakest rosters you've ever seen in the NFL. It's just it's just a mess. It, it, honestly, I, there's nothing positive I can say. There's no running backs. There's no wide receivers to get you excited. The defense is good. It's good enough. Um, but, you know, unless you're the Iron Curtain and your whole franchise has been built on defense, eh, you know, it's not a lot to be excited about at Hard Rock Stadium at the moment, I can tell you. Fair enough. The Washington Football Club... 34-30, an absolutely fantastic uh, game, this one. A lot of people probably wouldn't have watched it. Um, the Falcons, look, they're trying hard. And the uh, Washington football team had to get this win because a loss there, they're one and three. And we already know what we think of the um, of Dallas. So, you know, they needed that win and they got it. Uh, so Hawks, 40. Oh, sorry, mate. Just go back to that. One stat I'd like to hear is I'd like to hear how many quarterbacks have lost more games when they've put on 30 points or more. And I, <laughs> cause I think that Matt Ryan would have a legitimate case for having been left for dead by his coaching staff and, and organisation for never producing a defence that was worthwhile. I think that's a really good point. We'll, we'll actually have to do a little bit of research on that. Uh, Seahawks 49ers in an absolute must-win game for Seahawks because, yes, we know it's early in the season, but if you're one and three in a tough division, whew, they're two and two. The 49ers are two and two. Good game. Wilson, 100-plus um, wins in his first 10 seasons, so he joins Peyton Manning there. So we're getting some, yeah, Russell Wilson. They, they said he wasn't big enough, but he's been, he hasn't been the problem at the Seahawks. Never has been. I was trying to wrap my head around while that game was going on, who I wanted to see win less. And yeah, it was like so that. hard. I was going backwards and forwards because we always end up playing one of those two guys in in the in the playoffs and we've had terrible time against both of them as backers. Um, I'd take my hat off to Russell see? Wilson. He's a great player. Oh, I was going to say, I'd rather face the 49ers just because Russell Wilson can do some incredible things. Um, the Cardinals having an absolutely sensational season – and I know that both teams went into this three and zero, um, but the Cards won thirty seven twenty and never ever looked like losing. They they're playing some really good football. Kyle Murray's just he's bossing it. I love watching him oh. play, uh, mate. I mean, no one, no one. Come on, no one gave the Cardinals a chance of having this good a start of a season. It's a really strong division, and and for and iron, you know, forges iron, whatever they say. Um, in in that division, whoever comes out of it's going to be tough. Cardinals seem to be floating around the way the Rams used to before, where 
they spent a long time always being able to win in their division, even though they had glamour teams there. Remember when um, the Rams had old mate with the uh, with the Mo as the coach, and the Titans oh, guy, yeah. and they couldn't beat anyone except for seemingly the 49ers and the Seahawks. <laughs> it's true. When they were the powerhouse oh, of the comp, and they beat them every year. I still think um, the Rams. But, the Cardinals are doing that. Game. I know the Rams had a bad game, but I, I still see enough there. There was some, there was some glimmers there, mate. Your pack has never looked like always into the Steelers. I didn't think um, twenty-seven seventeen. It's no. one of your first. It's, you haven't beaten Pittsburgh very often in the last uh, couple of decades. Super comfortable. The last two times we played them, Rogers has been injured. But uh, it was an easy win. Uh, we I did know beat him when it counted in Super Bowl forty-five. And that's when it absolutely counts. The Ravens, easy over the Broncos. Easy. Now, I think you, you might have tipped the Broncos to upset the Ravens in this. I'm not sure. No, I no, I wouldn't go near the Broncos because I don't like their quarterback situation. No, no, the Ravens, a... I, I rarely, well, rarely if ever tip against um, the Ravens and John Harbour. I, I totally respect everything about what they do. Um, and he's a great coach. And that's an amazing program they've got going there. Well, to hold Denver to seven points at home, um, I think that's another little bow. Um, and Baltimore are starting to look good again. You know, they've got a fair few injuries as well. And I know every team gets injuries, but they do have a lot of injuries at the moment. So to be three and one, they're going to be pretty happy right now. And going into that game, Denver were three and oh, and they had literally played a patty cake schedule. They had played. Um, Teams who had a combined record of nine and oh and nine by the time yeah. that they, you know, um, come through that. And that's exactly what it looked like. I mean, Denver looked like a well coached team. They've got a, a, a good defense, some exciting players on offense, and they got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, and he got hurt anyway. Mate, I'll tell you what, um, the Bucks on, you know, Monday night or Sunday night football, the Bucks um, just got over the Pats tonight. Look, it was one of those games. I mean, Tom would have to be extremely happy to get the win against his old coach at his old stadium. And huge credit to the Patriots fan base. Um, massive standing ovation for the greatest player they've ever seen. Uh, I just thought it was it was a really classy effort by a fan base not always known for their class. Um, and Belichick did show what a great coach he is. He threw absolutely everything uh, at Brady. He so many um, defensive schemes that they'd thought up. And they, they seemed to have him pretty rattled for a lot of the game. But then it's Brady. So he uh, comes through with another drive at the end and they win. <laughs> Got the magic pixie dust out and sprinkled it around in the last couple of minutes. It reminded me of last year and, you know, when we played against them in the championship game. And that second half, no one really talks about it. But I think about it almost every day. Our defense took the ball off Brady three times and put it in Aaron yep. Rodgers' hands, and we couldn't score. So, even when he, so when he's falling apart, their defense stiffened up, and vice versa. And that's the sort of synergy you want with your teams. Um, but Brady, in those last couple of minutes, the guy's just an absolute machine. And uh, yeah, it was an epic game. It was really cool to watch. And look, you start talking about hats off to them for standing up. They couldn't stand up for Tom Brady. They should blow the joint up. Oh, I totally agree. But I mean, as we know. We know the world of sport. I just thought it was – I think you said it really well about being a machine. He was so clinical, so composed, and that's what makes him the greatest quarterback we will ever see. 
is, you know, is he my kind of quarterback I want to watch? Not really, but he wins. So, you know, like maybe I've, I've got the philosophy wrong. I Raiders, bet you'd like watching him if he was at Dolphins, mate. You could no, have had him. No one wanted him. No, mate, I would have loved him. Would have this loved time him. last we year, no one wanted him. Nope. Uh, Raiders fought back in a game against the Chargers, but the Chargers never really got, uh, looked like losing it at SoFi Stadium. And this is a really expensive stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, what did they have? They had two games there over the weekend. So super expensive stadium affected by rain and lightning uh, because they don't have they have a section of the roof that's open or, or something along those lines. It wasn't even a roof. It was a side wall. Side wall. So, I mean, mm. we're talking about one of the most expensive stadiums in the world. And it's just, oh, my gosh. Um, now, I, I know I come out with really annoying stats, but I love this one and I cannot believe that the Dolphins didn't pick up Justin Herbert and we had the chance to, right? And, and it, it might have even been yourself or, you know, someone close to me was saying, uh, would you want Tua or Herbert? And I said, oh, I want Tua, man. Tua's my man. Justin Herbert looks like an absolute franchise quarterback to me. Um, but oh, He looks stat- like Dan Marino, mate. Oh, please don't. The, the he does. That, um, he actually looks like Dan Marino. He does. He does. And he, and he throws it like him as well, except, it, you know, different hand. Uh, first quarterback since 1950 to reach 500 completions before his 20th start. That is 25 completions every game for a rookie quarterback. Hang on. What did you say? Different hand? He's, is he they're lefty, both, is he? No, they're both right-handed. Both right-handed. I just went, I thought he was a lefty. Um, first quarterback since 1950 to get 500 completions in his 20th start. That's mind-boggling. Mm. Honestly, that it's one of those, I know stats are stats, but you're talking about a young guy who's made 25, an average of 25 completions a game since he's coming to the comp. That's Plus just, he's, six foot, he's six foot five or six foot six. He's huge. He's massive, man, and he can move. He's got wheels as well, hasn't he? Yep, and he's uh, and he's understated kind of guy. He's not brash. He seems a good, seems a really good kid. Um, didn't get, you know, didn't hear any of that stuff like, oh my god, y'all disrespected me, and now I'm going to make everyone pay for every day for not taking me in the draft, and all that god, crap. I god, can't stand that stuff. Boring, that stuff. Isn't it? Oh my yeah. god, you all so, disrespected so me, and I should have gone number one. <laughs> Just, just do it. You talk to your mates about it and just, just do it. Yeah. Um, look, we'll quickly go through some of the bigger games this week before we move on to other Just on that note, you remember Josh Rosen doing that? Yes. When no. the Cardinals <laughs> took him at nine, I think. He said his first statement was, nine teams passed me over. I'm going to make them pay every day of the year. Oh, it's my like, God. You idiot. Now he's out of the league. He's been, he's been at every one of the other teams since and he's not stayed for more than a week. Uh, just do it on the field. I say it in yeah. all sports. Just do it on the field. Massive game tomorrow, mate. Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks can really get their season back on track or the Rams consolidate themselves as one of the favourites for the competition. Um, that That's that's an amazing game. And I usually like Russell Wilson. And kind of like if I watch a game, I'll go for the Seahawks because of him. But in this game, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to see the Rams win. I don't know who will win, but... Well, my take on Matt Stafford was that he wasn't going to work out, and I've been proven to be 100% wrong on that so far. I I just would – I still have to back Russell Wilson against Matt Stafford. Yep. Yep. I have to. 
And, I, I, and on that I, note, I mean, can we please have a little rain check on Sean McVay? I mean, he is not the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. Oh, he's got a, it's so many things to prove. Before he's got to win some first. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Let's, let's definitely cool that one down. Packers-Bengals is um, probably the game of the round for a lot of people. Uh, both three and one. Um, and since he's got a pretty good record against you, mate. Have they? Oh, yeah. They've won three of the last four versus you. <laughs> I'll bring it on. I'm, I, you know, from what I've seen at both clubs this year, I'm pleased for Cincy to be going well. But they're going well in a tough division. Um, I think at the moment we're rounding in the shape real nice. We'll be okay. It's a, the fact the Bengals are at home, I think, is what uh, makes an interesting game for me. But, yeah, the pack should be too good for that. Um, any other games that really – here we go, mate. The Browns taking on the Chargers, both 3-1, and one, um, playing at SoFi Stadium. So should be a uh, should be an interesting game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tip Herbert, actually, gets them to 4-1. and one. There's a lot of absolute quality teams in the AFC. It's really exciting to watch the AFC because – for so many years now, there's only been two or three teams that could ever get out of there with a legitimate yep. chance of winning. And and now it's like seven or eight or nine or ten even. And on the NFC, I don't think the NFC is quite as strong. And really exciting to see um team like the Bengals, you know, they're not going to – look, for starters, they're going to have to come out of a division where you'd say at least three of the teams are fighting for, um, for two spots. Yep. yep. I don't think Pittsburgh is at the races this year. So you've got the, the Ravens and uh, and the Browns and the Bengals. Now, if I'm taking the the Browns to go to the Super Bowl and I'm saying that I think and John Harbour was like the best coach getting around and they always do something, that for me says that there's no place for Cincy at the table this year. But with a really good quarterback like Joe, Joe Burrow, I think that they go places. I, I think they need to have a big hard think about how long they want to keep the current head coach. If they're going to compete in this division, my God, both of the cats have just come in and used the key litter trays in the last minute. <laughs> and I'm in the garage recording because that's the only place I can get quiet. And I am struggling to, you know, to bring back on the breathing. And I, I did give the, the trays a little bit of a clean out. Speaking of the Bengals, I gave the trays a bit of a clean out that day because we've been away for, you know, five days and my yep. out it just added to the pain, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. Well, mate, there's some games uh, finishing off the round. The Bears versus the Raiders. Bears have a chance to get to three and two, or the Raiders get the, the chance for redemption and to be four and one. I think Where the Raiders it? will win. Uh, it's at uh, Allegiant Stadium, so the Raiders. Um, the Bears won't win that. No, nah, you'd think the Raiders will win. 49ers Cardinals. Cardinals can really put a gap on on teams here if they can go five and zero. That's and no one would have picked that as a start for them. Cowboys two coaches with t- two coaches with totally different profiles in the American media. Yep. Um, um, Shanahan, he's a godlike figure. He's the greatest, um, most innovative uh, attacking mind in NFL. Blah, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, Cliff Kingsbury's an idiot if you re- if you read <laughs> the press in the states. Yep, it's and, true. Uh, so let's see what happens. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But even if Cliff Kingsbury does win and Shanahan gets beat. The narrative will stay the same in the press, and that's why I don't tend to listen to them anymore. We've got another game here that I'd expect the Cowboys at home to win, and and basically five games in, they could almost sew up the um, 
they can almost sew up their division, mate. Because I think I think they're going to be very hard to stop the longer the season goes on. Who are the cards? Ah, uh, the Cowboys now, mate. Cowboys oh, the Cows. The yeah, yeah. So they should beat the Giants, and they should go four and one. And uh, Stephen A. Smith can go those Cowboys. Stephen A. Smith can go and suck a shoelace. Um, I haven't. I a- have. I haven't actually via YouTube podcast, uh, radio, or any medium allowed him in my life since. I've shut him out. Or or the other clown I used to work with and um, who's the Cowboys fan? The boxing analyst. No, um, what's his name? The idiot who's always, the ones who they used to debate against each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skip Um, Bayless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip Bayless. Neither of them have found their way in, in Shannon's I've just completely blanked out those people from my life, and it feels good. Well, they, um, I've got to take their podcasts off because I don't listen to their podcasts anymore, but they, they, they're on my queue, so I see them pop up, and I just can't be bothered listening to them at all. Well, I subscribe um, if, I want, them. if I want to listen to some stuff like that, I'll, I'll listen to Colin Cowherd and The Herd. Um, mm. Bill's Chiefs. Huge, huge, huge game. Uh, the, the rematch of the 2020 AFC Championship game. The Bills, if they can beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, they're going to be stamping themselves huge time. I mean, a loss is not the end of the world for the Bills because they're going to win their division, okay? There's no doubt in the world they win their division. But a loss for the Chiefs, when do we start? Yeah, the, the Chiefs to me are starting to feel a whole lot like they paid their quarterback and now the rest of the team isn't getting paid the same amount of money and they're not as good as they were. Well, I mean, you know, Mahomes will probably score five touchdowns and, and run two in and, and, and they beat the Bills and they're back on track. But it, he's not that, the, the Bills defense is no snack, man. Oh, I, oh no. I that's, know, it's no, going to no, be I exciting. Just, and, and, I mean, the Bills... The Bills, if they do get up at, at Arrowhead, whew, I don't know if you can keep the lid on them anymore. Um, they're looking really good. And the Chiefs, I mean, they're going to be the nervous team going into this. I always love looking at supporter groups or um, teams and, and who would be more nervous. The Bills, they know they're going to win their division, right? Pretty much going to win their division. Mm. They're travelling to Arrowhead, so most people are going to pick the Chiefs to win. Man, it's a, it's a free hit. As far as a supporter group goes or a team, I think this is a free hit against the Chiefs. You spend all this time trying to find a quarterback, right? And you have a team that's ready to play and you finally get the quarterback put in place. And the Chiefs did cash in. They, you know, a couple of Super Bowls, at one-one, and and it's all good. But the history is ridiculous. Everyone apart from Tom Brady and most of the Patriots Everyone apart from that, once the quarterback gets paid, there's no more Super Bowls. It happened with no. happened with um, Aaron Rodgers, and everyone yep. thought legitimately that was a dynasty coming, massive dynasty coming our way. The next year we were fifteen and one, and we blew it against the Giants and at Lambeau. That was one of the worst losses. And then you know, um, Big Ben hasn't been back, but he did win too. But like since I've been paid, Russell Wilson wins one. Yep. They get paid, leads the boom, all that. Bloody R is going to be a dynasty. Not back since. Um, you know, it just keeps happening over and over again. And looks like Pat Mahone is about to find what it's like to go 10 years about getting back to the Super Bowl. Start saying, well, maybe know. Tom Brady not not taking all the, money, the quarterback money is a secret. 
Well, mate, we've done what we normally do. We've gone way over on the NFL. Mm. Um, good round of EPL on the weekend. Man United, once again, couldn't hold on to a lead. They should never own dogs. And Evan and fought back really well there. Chelsea did what they had to do against a uh, red-carded Southampton, winning 3-1. Oh, mate, your boys. Thank God the takeover's um, uh, coming into play, mate, hopefully, because you, you went down to uh, Wolves 2-1. Not yeah. the best game I've ever seen. No, I don't feel much. Like, I just... You know, i got to look at football and just through different cold eyes. I, I don't... You know, I'm not, what am I going to do? I'm not going to jump off the boat out in the middle of the reef. No. When I, you know, when I'm watching or seeing the results, so you know, I've got to believe there's better days to come, and hopefully that happens as of about 24 hours time. If doesn't it look like the Premier League is actually backtracking now that the the club took them to court about the way they handled all this crap? Well, they they would have very very little recourse, and and have you noticed none of the other club owners are talking against it? To me, and I really hope. Um, this is not cursing you. It looks like a fait accompli. And your new owners, uh, some of the richest owners, uh, they'll be the richest owners in the Premier League. doesn't mean you go out and spend stupid money, but you're not going to be under that threat. And obviously, financial fair play still comes into play. Um, but Newcastle are followed really well around the world. So if you get into a couple of years of success, financial fair play will go out the window. You're going to sell out every game. You're going to be able to do overseas tours. Um, at which make a heap of money at the end of the year, and you're going to sell a heap of jerseys. So mm. good times ahead, mate. I really, really, I don't say that facetiously. I really hope. Well, we've got to stay up first, mate. And, and you know what? The thing that the truth of the matter is, Paul, one of the reasons I'm not, I'm lines. No, you just look at it. Goes, it's got to happen now. It's happening. It's happening tomorrow. Blah blah blah. Is that if it doesn't go ahead, it's going to be another burst bubble. And I think that the team seems to be a bit flat at the moment. Yeah, this is this is really one of those those killers that if it happens again, and there's nowhere to turn, and you know Ashley's still there and we're back in court, and we're at the bottom of the table, and you know it's that's bad news. So fingers crossed, it'll be good, and then hopefully some of the players will actually get the money they deserve. But maximum, we've got to make sure he yeah. stays. Well, I think I think even having the new owners come in. You know, a week or two ago, it was all talk about the players you're going to lose, and you're not hearing that now. So that's fantastic. Look, uh, a pretty average Tottenham beat a disappointing Villa 2-1. Pete um, picked it. He said, look, it's going to be October. Things will turn around for Tottenham. But, um, look, I have to say, because I say it about other clubs, so I can say it about my own, we haven't had all our good players on the pitch for one game this year together. So they're yeah. all coming back after the international break. We will have our full team together. I'm really excited about what Villa's building. Um, but Tottenham, well-deserved win. It was disappointing loss for us to, to get back um, and then to lose it on weights. Brentford beating West Ham. Bit of a shock, but Brentford just keep rolling. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing story, mate. Uh, good on them. Yeah, it's good. And you get a real crunch at the start. Their their real challenge is going to come after Christmas. Oh, no doubt in the world. But it look, looks like they're going to bank. It's a pretty weak bottom three or four again. Sorry, mate, to include you in there at the moment. But oh, well, yeah, we're shit. Do you bug that out? But like, sorry, we are. No, no. It, look, it is pretty weak down the bottom. So I think Brentford have definitely got the 
they've got the right ingredients to get enough points um, that post-Christmas I don't think will affect them as much as it has to previously promoted clubs. Crystal Palace and Leicester City, two-all draw, and it was a really, really good match, that one, actually. So, um, you know, people who don't follow the world game, they'll go, oh, draws. But <laughs> there's some exciting draws, and Liverpool-Man City was one of them. Yeah, draws are awesome. Draws but, uh, are awesome, depending on whether you need it or not. Liverpool 2, Man City 2? Is that the game you're talking about? Yeah, mate. Uh, second half just exploded. It was a really good game. Jurgen Klopp's been pretty vocal about uh, about um, about vaccines and stuff, hasn't he? Well, I've really enjoyed it, to uh, be honest. Look, at least the one thing you can say about Klopp, he, he, he's not a cookie cutter. He comes out, he says what he feels, he's emotional. And I actually really, I, th- I find that refreshing. I, I, I don't find too much to dislike about Klopp, to be honest. Well, I can't bag him if, you know, we can't say, oh, my God, we need some personality. And as soon as we get some personality, say, oh, my God, you can't say that. No. Nah. We, we, we cry out for personality. And when someone actually shows it, you know, the modern world shoots them down. We won't look at the games um, uh, coming up because it is uh, an international break. Um, Australia plays, the Socceroos play Oman tomorrow morning. So In Dubai. In Dubai. Mm-hmm. So that that will uh, continue our World Cup uh, challenge there. Um, look, I would doubt that many people could name five or six players from the Socceroos right Martin now. Boyle, he's going good. Martin Boyle he sounds like a good dairy man to me. Um, yeah, well, you know what they're doing the job. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, like, this is not a team full of um, you know names that people outside of the football world would, would really, you know, young kids wouldn't be able to name um, too many of them. Um, Only seems to have these guys in his back pocket at the moment. Well, mate, he probably, he doesn't have the big personalities in the team at the moment, right? And mm. so he's he's kind of coaching personality um, probably suits what's happening at the moment, if, if, if that makes sense. Like, there's no big name players in the team. It, the, the exciting thing for me with a lot of the players in the Socceroos at the moment, they're either guys who've played A-League, which shows that there still is um, – what's the best way of saying it? There still is that path. Or they're guys that have been playing, you know, all over the place. I mean, some of the guys in the squad at the moment. Have you heard, ever heard of Kenneth Dougal? Ken? Kenny yeah. Dougal. Well, hangs around a magic roundabout. But you know what I mean, though? Like, honestly, you look at the squad, and I doubt many people would know um, who some of the players are. I mean, Ryan Grant is a A-League, you know, stalwart. You've got Ryan McGowan, Sainsbury, um, guys like this in the team. It's just – it's a different socceroos, and it just goes to show – I mean, I like Jackson Irvine. I think he's a good, a good footballer. Um, but there's no one that cries out, oh, my God, they're an absolute star. Sometimes that's all you need. Especially on, you know, they're not playing at home. They're not getting crowds. They're just together in a little bubble, and um, and doing a good job. And and a lot of them going, you know, what I might be like the the twenty first guy in a World Cup squad. Yeah, and and doesn't it go to show, you know, the golden generation we had, just how talented that and unfortunate that golden generation was. When you got oh, the Kules, the Badukas, yeah. and by the time two thousand six rolled around, they were cherry ripe. They were good. Yep. Absolutely. And, and there, you know, talk about iron and making iron. Those guys were 
totally fortified by the experiences of the previous campaigns, and that, I think that's what helped to make them such a great unit. And that carried all the way, I think, I'm pretty sure, into 2010. And that 2006, we all know how unlucky we were, but um, maybe our coach or their manager at the time didn't make the right substitutions. I don't see that get talked about enough. We always get told about the uh, dodgy penalty and so forth, but I don't think we'd made a substitution at that point in the game. No, and I've you know I've heard um, I've heard Gus talk about that, and like he'd take the good with the bad, like Gus I think was the greatest manager Australia's ever had, um, and he turned them into a a group that believed that they were a world power. Yeah, and he was playing for extra time, and they were a man down. And you get to the back end of the game, and the defender from Italy finds his way into the box. Everyone says Italy don't attack. That's garbage. The Italian defender was making the play at the end of the game. Was in our box when we were sitting back, praying to get the extra time. No, hundred percent right. Hundred percent right. Um, mate, one of the questions um, I posed, and we haven't had too many people respond yet. So one of the questions I posed, and we we're going to hold this one for next week. So I'll get a few people to. Uh, I'll chuck out a couple. We'll chuck out a couple names now, but. Who is the best multi-sport athlete of all time? So we'll, we might hold that one um, potentially for next week. And I think you'll find um, that there, there'll be you'll – be, I think a lot of, there's a lot of women who are multi-sport. We've spoken about that before. Um, but, you know, we'll hold that to next week. Is there anyone who comes to mind for you? You know I'm going to say Bo Jackson, but he's only baseball and football, really. Yeah, they're two pretty major sports to be good at. There's no shame in that. No, um, no, no. There's heaps of guys. Uh, what about Daly Thompson, for starters? Absolutely. Now, he was good at 10 the, of them. The reason I brought this up, I was going through a few of them to make sure that I'd, um, you know, got kind of on the same path as other people or, you know, someone I might have forgotten. Um, Jim Thorpe. He's an Olympian. He's an Olympian. Played yeah. NFL was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Played yeah. 289 MLB games. Now, he didn't just in the Olympics. He won gold medals in the Olympics. Yeah. He was a, he's also a Native he, American, and most people, a lot of people don't know no, that. Exactly right. But, mate, he played six seasons of Major League Baseball, 289 games, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and won a gold in the decathlon and pentathlon. I, I love when you go through reading. I already knew about him, but I didn't realise he was that amazing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for and, sure. Uh, did Ray Lindwall play for South Sydney in rugby league? He, I, I'm sure he did. But, so, just hey, incredible what some people did, but you're not allowed to do it anymore. It doesn't happen because it's not allowed. No, exactly right. And that's what we've been saying about the women's team uh, you're coaching. Right now, they should still be embracing the fact that they're allowed to play those multi-sports. Oh, that's um, awesome. It, it is, it, you know, it's... So we'll come into that. Um, now, he played for St... So, yeah, so he played for St. George, um, Raylan Wall, um, two All grand right, finals, close. and and test careers. I mean, that's pretty darn amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And, right, and that, so. that, that St. George team in that area was... Uh, certainly wasn't uh, a bottom-feeding group. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> not. <laughs> Mate, um, now we've gone a fair bit on tonight. Did you want to talk about your uh, jersey initiative? Yeah, well, I've bracket. got a plan, and I and I really want to do a little bracket. I've set it up. I've talked about it previously. We've already had one round of it where we put um, a group of one inter 
an international league up against another for the quality of their jerseys. We talk about jerseys and uniforms, outfits, all the and how important they yeah. are. And the ones that really are the best around the world. So I've made up a list of 21 teams for a 16-team bracket. And yep. we've got to whittle those down. They're seeded. Um, and the way it's going to work is this, is that you, you, myself, and Pete are going to draft those leagues. Yep. Um, and then the person who drafts it presents the three any three jerseys they want Ooh, from that league. Yeah, yeah okay. I like it. But, but the other two guys get to decide which jersey is the best and what goes through. Oh, I like it. So... Um, we are going to have now put it up on our Facebook site and I actually got active on Facebook for a day and I became <laughs> inactive. I think they call me an injured reserve now, but the teams have been seeded. Now you can look at the seeding. If you want to feed back to me how you feel about it, that's fine. But the number one seed at this stage is the EPL yep. for lots of reasons. Yeah. Number two seed is the Serie A and the three is the NFL. Now I think they're all pretty strong contenders for the title. Um, get down towards the bottom of the comp. We've got a, we're going to have a play-in for the final spot. Yep. And people have had a, an option to vote for either the championship, the say the EFL championship, which has got some great old traditional jerseys in there. If you like QPR or Middlesbrough, or whatever, put them in there. NHL, League One, MLS, NBA. And so what we'll do is I've got we'll an update draft, for you. Got an update we'll for you, in, mate. Hey, got an update yep. for you. You want the play-in. Yep. We've done a few votes. We've done votes on Twitter. We've done votes on Facebook. Have we got the We've... votes? NBA romped it in. Oh, the NBA take that 16th spot. NBA definitely take... It was It was pretty... Like, there were, the, the disparity in votes was pretty huge. Um, so the 16th right. spot will be taken by uh, the NBA. All right, that's good. Well, can you announce that officially on our site? We, we definitely will. Yeah, I mean, so the final seedings are this, okay? So we've got yep. EPL at one, Serie A at two, the NFL at three, La Liga at four, five, the NRL, mainly because we live in Australia. Yep. Um, six, Major League Baseball. Seven, International Rugby Board, so International Rugby Colours. And rugby jerseys are awesome. Um, Brazil football, they're out. They're already being beaten by Argentina. Boca Juniors went through. Uh, 10, and I think a real smoke if I was putting money on. Mm. The Eredivisie is there at 10. Yep. AFL at 11. The Bundesliga at 12. That certainly could win it. Uh, all international football. Oh, yeah. The Scottish Premier League. The A-League at 15 and the NBA at 16. So the way it works is that, you know, if you're seated one, you'll play 16. So our first round match will be the EPL against the NBA. So... Whoever drafts that's got to bring their bring their best to the. So the goal I want us I want us to make sure we're drafting to win. I want to win. Mm. Okay, so we want to make it popular. We've all got we've all got a week to mull over who we want to take. Yep. Um, and then the jerseys we want to find to put up, and and I also thought okay with the NFL it has to be the jersey. It can't be the helmet. Oh okay. yeah, it's okay. purely the jersey. Okay, because we were talking uh, talking helmets, mate. Um... I, I think the uh, college football teams have some amazing helmets. So yeah. we've thrown that out. It's pure jerseys. Now, can I ask, and we'll put up some rules about it this week. Can I ask, are we looking at currents or it can be jerseys from any time frame over the history? 
I think that that's going to be up to the person who brings it. Mm. And then once that jersey is in, yep. so so like we said, Boca Juniors, right? Went yep. through. That that now ceases to be Argentina. Boca Juniors is into the into the quarterfinals of the all-time best jersey in the history of the world. So mm. if you if you picked the EPL and you're a mad Arsenal fan, you say, I want to have the nineteen, you know, seventies um, FA Cup yellow jersey with the gunners with the gun on it and the bit of writing in the blue um, yep. collar, which just looks just insanely good. You can have that. However, you don't bring the blue shorts of it. It's just a jersey. That jersey so, stand up without the blue shorts? I don't know. So in saying that, mate, so you've got the seeds 1 to 16, right? Mm. So for me, next week, am I picking any three of the leagues? How, how is it actually – how is that working? I, I'm a little bit – You confused. pick the league. So, so you look at the leagues and you go, you know what? I, you know, you're a big baseball guy. And Major League Baseball is seated at six. That means they'll mm. be playing um, the Bundesliga. Oh, yeah, I see um, what you're saying. So you're going to say, okay, we're going to take the MLB or whatever. You've got to, you've got to be a bit strategic. I love it. So, so I could go because I've got that background. So I could theoretically go, oh, I'm pretty confident of backing. Um, I, I'm pretty confident. I know my history of MLB jerseys and so forth, and I back them against Bundesliga. So I will bring the MLB into play. And how does that then go? Like, how does that? How do we know that beats Bundesliga? Like, that? well, so what happens is you, you have the playoffs. So you you pick the three each, right? Yep. So on the day, so we put the the matchup goes out. Whoever set it up, we go. Okay, we've got the MLB. Um, so Major League Baseball. So say so you put the Yankees and. And the Red Sox, they and 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 the Yankees and the go Oakland A's through, or something, yeah. Yep. yeah. And then and and they're playing, say, the Bundesliga, and you know, out of some miracle, Eintracht Frankfurt gets in, nineteen seventy eight. <laughs> then we literally then we we vote on which jerseys go through, and then the three of us have to have a vote as to which one goes to the next round. Oh, love it! This is this is really, yeah, this is right up our alley, mate. It's going to have to be a whole separate podcast, I think. Um, and if people want to give us feedback and say, you know what, like if Dave Johnny, you you drafted um, you drafted Scottish Premier and 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 I didn't think about Stenhouse Muir's jersey, then they send that through and say, hey, you want to get on that? Well, mate, let's make it really clear for our listeners this week when we uh we get it uh, get it up there and running. I, I think this is fantastic. I absolutely love it. I think we can make this go really wide. And we might um, have one of the rounds might be a complete listener's choice. Um, mm, round. I think so as well. I think maybe more than one round. But, mate, I was really surprised. Um, I thought the NHL, because I love NHL jerseys. Like, I can wear an NHL jersey with, you know, a Rangers jersey with jeans any time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I was really surprised that the NBA knocked them off. But maybe it, I'm just really showing my age. Because I love the MLS jerseys. I mean, my, my some of my favourite jerseys to wear are San Jose Earthquakes. They've They've got a black jersey with a bit of blue, and they've got a blue jersey with black, and they look really good. Like, yeah, well, I didn't want to just make it all just um, football. And so, yeah. you know, I didn't want to make it all other leagues either. It's it's interesting to see who drops in and out. Like, I can't have the League One as as a, a great football, you know, league, anything. Um, they don't interest me at all. They don't move my button, but um, Serie A certainly does. You know, yeah. I'll be looking I at mean, that going, gonna... right now. I want to draft Serie A because I believe I can win with that. 
Well, mate, this is going to be this is going to be really good. We have gone over an hour tonight, mate. We're going to have to call a uh, we're going to have to call a halt to the proceedings. And uh, misters. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm shutting up. No, no, I, I like it. It's, uh, explain what does that mean? Ah, uh, Mister, that's what they saw at the end of World War One. Uh, an armistice. Sorry, yeah, we put down our weapons. Yes, of course. I didn't hear you properly. Sorry. Um, so we'll have an armistice uh, night. We're going to call call halt to the proceedings. Um, mate, anything final you want to speak about in the world of sport at the moment? Uh, I'm pretty certain the ACB doesn't want to push England into a corner where they don't turn up for the Ashes. I'm pretty certain that England's played it really well and we're always coming here and have got a mm. few little benefits that they desired. And I think they've played it very well. If they were cards players, I think they probably would have walked away with the uh, the pot at the end. Because I think <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think either either board is saying, "I oh, look glad, so let's forget about it." Eh? <laughs> I, I think a few of our friends and uh, longtime uh, co-host and, and listener of the show, uh, Sean, um, put up about a couple of the TV stations and the ACB being nervous. But uh, I, I do understand that. But you wouldn't want to be the England squad who doesn't come over to play the Ashes. Oh, you're forever in infamy if you do that. that. That's what I mean. So, you know, we can we can say who's in trouble, but I think it, I think it's going to be resolved pretty well. I'd be surprised if, if many players don't come. Well, let's hope so. And that's yeah. it for me. I've got no other thoughts on anything. You, you do. You have many thoughts. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. <laughs> Mate, let's get those rules up for this jersey challenge because it is an absolute ripper. I love it. Your, your concept is amazing, and I think we get it going really wide. You have a lovely night, and uh, yours in sport. Take it easy, mate. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. You can get us on Facebook and Twitter at the Love Sport Podcast. You can also join our Facebook group as well. So if you want to talk sport, get a few questions in here and there. You can get me at Paul underscore football, John at Lambic Peach, and Pete at Pete Novikowski on Twitter as well. Joining the conversation, this is, was, and always will be the Love Sport Podcast.